Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. Best-selling author Lee Bardugo is out with her latest fantasy adventure novel, Six of Crows. The story returns readers to the world of her Grisha trilogy. I recently spoke with Bardugo for this edition of In the Author's Voice. I wrote Six of Crows uh, so that people who had never read the trilogy could jump right into it. If you've read the trilogy, you'll find lots of uh, fun little goodies built into the book that harken back to some of the favorite characters from the trilogy. But um, for new readers, uh, I like to think of this as a world where science and superstition really collide. Um, the world of Six of Crows is inspired a, a little bit by the Dutch Republic of the early 1700s, a little bit by Las Vegas, a little bit by uh, the slums of Victorian London. Um, and, uh, and it's a world where uh, magic looks a little bit more like science. It's um, loosely based on molecular chemistry, and the magic wielders of my world are known as Grisha. And in some countries, they're treated as a privileged elite, and in some countries, they're hunted down as slaves, and in other countries, they're rounded up and put to their deaths because they're considered unnatural. Um, so that's a little bit about the setting where um, this story picks up. Don't want to give anything away, but you have a number of okay. different. You have a no, Well, we don't want to do that. You have a number of different stories that are that are kind of intertwined in in this one. It, it just it kind of seems like it, it's it's kind of skipping from storyline to the storyline as you as you weave this tale. Yeah, I mean, uh, the story is told in uh, multiple points of view. There are five main points of view for the characters, and they are the members of this team, um, these six kids from pretty desperate circumstances who have been offered a huge amount of money to break into uh, a fortress that has never been breached before, the notorious ice court, and break out a, a scientist uh, who has secrets in his head that could basically unleash magical havoc on the world. World. And I really wanted, I, I, you know, there's a lot of fun in the book. There's a lot of banter. Um, we often describe it as Ocean's Eleven meets Game of Thrones. <laughs> These kids are not like the characters of Ocean's Eleven. They are in, in really tight spots. A lot of them have had, um, uh, have, have made some big mistakes or had, uh, had uh, difficult situations thrust upon them. So they're in a desperate situation, and they're not a bunch of, you know, the band of merry thieves who have hearts of gold like some of them are genuinely despicable. So I had a lot of fun writing a crew of anti-heroes, I have to say. Your series is very popular with with, uh, with young adults and, and, and young mm -hmm. young readers. Is there, is there, I don't know, responsibility is not really the right word, but is there, is there, is there something just that you keep kind of focused on when, when in, in writing, uh, when, you're, when you're writing your, your, your novels? You know, I think my first responsibility, it's kind of like first do no harm. Right? I don't think it's my job to preach at anybody. I don't think it's my job to convey some grand moral message. And I think that young readers are sophisticated enough that they sense that and immediately shut down to it. That said, you know, there are certain things that I don't you know, that I don't, that certain ideas that I don't subscribe to that I don't want to promote in my books. And there are certain things that, um, you know, that I think we've gotten used to seeing in, in books, you know, like slut shaming and um, a certain amount of racial prejudice and a lot of fantasy that I didn't want to be a part of the world that I created. Um, so I'm sensitive to those things. And I think it, you know, you don't, your own values work their way into the story. I think that's inevitable, but it's not something that I consciously seek to emphasize. That you mentioned that, I wanted to ask you about that. In the acknowledgement of the book, you talk about your own condition and how, how you relate to Kaz, one of the characters mm -hmm. in the book. Um, how important was that to you to get that in there, to, to 
and explain you know, that relationship. I, I didn't think about consciously. Um, Kaz has Kaz had an injury, and um, he walks with a limp and needs to use a cane. And um, he has turned this to his advantage. The cane has become a weapon for him, and uh, it's very important to him to not have uh, people see him as weak in any way, and uh, and and to, to be pitied by anybody would be a, you know it would be incredibly damaging, uh, and probably dangerous for you if you showed pity to Kaz. Would be a good way to good way to lose a hand or something. I think for me, I, I didn't think about it at the time, but I do have this condition in my bones, which um, makes walking very painful. And um, I do occasionally have to walk with a cane. And it is a little bit of a blow to my ego, which I am trying to get past and just uh, and and recognize that this is something that I live with and that other people are going to have to accommodate it sometimes. And I think I wanted to show a hero who was um, not necessarily physically adept, but who had um, was perfectly capable of leading a crew of people without uh, being some model of perfection. That's Lee Bardugo. Her latest novel is Six of Crows. It's the first of a two-book series. The second installment is scheduled for release in the fall of next year. In the Author's Voice is a listener-supported service of Southern Illinois University. I'm Jeff Williams.